Welcome to the Go Big Betcast with Dave, Boomer, Producer Skip, and Redcast Rob. Welcome to the Go Big Betcast. I'm your host, David Gaspers, and then with Producer Skip. Went one and one last week, lost another game due to a cancellation. Brings me to 10 and 10 on the year. Skip, you know, so, uh, the those buffs of Colorado, that was the game that you lost. But they did actually beat San Diego State. Yeah. So uh, they got a game in. You just lost it, right? It's very weird year. At Showtime, they were playing uh, USC, and a couple days later, they had a San Diego State on their schedule. That's right. That's right. Um, also with Boomer. Well, it was just another uh, kind of week that just shows the perils of trying to make these picks on a Wednesday out of my three picks. Uh, on my all-under special, two of the games were canceled, so... Technically, on a metaphysical level, they did go under both of them, but uh, <laughs> for entertainment gambling purposes, that means nothing. Uh, the other pick, Northwestern, Michigan State, Hydrox NU let us down and just let Sparty spot up in a bunch of points, 17 early, and came close, but it just snuck in in the over on that one, so lost my one game that actually was pulled off last week, and the other two were just just fleeting uh, hypotheticals. So. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, also with Redcast Rob. Hey guys, I had my first losing week and maybe the entire season, if I if I can recall. Uh, my one win was um, continuing to ride with Kansas not covering. Um, I think last week the spread was at 24 points. This week they're at 27 points. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, because they're making me money this year. <laughs> All right, well, uh, yeah, it was not a good week uh, for the, the BetCast. I, I lost the game as well. And uh, went 0-2 on my, my best bets. I had, um, I believe it was the Ole Miss-Mississippi State over. And um, also, I think I think I had the uh, the Duke-Georgia Tech under on my list. I, I fell remember I didn't want to listen to the show after uh, seeing those games on Saturday anyway. Uh, had some, some decent wins, though. Uh, also had a bad beat. Uh, to Boomer's point, that Northwestern game was tough. Uh, Skip, I think you were on the other end of it. I actually had had uh, took the under, but bought it up to forty three and a half because it was so so value uh, easy to get, and um, it was twenty three to twenty uh, with uh, five seconds left, and um, and uh, in their own end zone, Northwestern turns the ball over on a lateral, and Michigan State scores six points on a last play of the game to take it on the over. But uh, Skip, you you got that one, didn't you? Yeah, I wouldn't say by design. You know, I thought <laughs> I I bought the points up to 42 and a half, like we talked about on the show, so I could get the under. So I thought I had a bad beat there with you, Dave, until I logged in later to see that I had won that because I'd accidentally bet the over, and I bought it up. So, you know, Christmas came a little early for me. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the universe apologizing for other bad beats I've taken uh, this year. Yeah, no, that's that's good, man. You got to take those when you can get them. You a know? win's um, a win. That's right. You know, I, I even if it's a mistake. I, I won the. Uh, I had an Ole Miss uh, point spread. I won that one. I I took uh, BC uh, point spread. Won that. Indiana, Clemson, uh, the Iron Bowl, Alabama uh, covered. Um, so a lot of good ones there, but um, once again, my my best bets fall short. So, uh, betcast listeners, I apologize. I'm gonna try to do better for you. Uh, Vegas right, Jer, let me give you an update on him. Yeah. He went one and one. He had a cancellation as well. Um, so he's now eight and twelve and one on the season. 
All right, all right. We're all all, all struggling here a little bit, including Vegas, Jer. Maybe uh, maybe Rob will turn it back around this week and get back on his, his win streak. Uh, let's talk about the uh, Nebraska game here a little bit, guys. Um, obviously, another difficult loss. We uh, discussed that at length on the Redcast. Boomer and I, with Tonky and, and Mac, broke down the frustrating loss to, to Iowa. Uh, a lot of good things again, though, uh, com- opposed to the Illinois game where it was, felt like a lost cause. Uh, so the Huskers head to West Lafayette to take on the Purdue Boilermakers. And uh, the Huskers are a two-and-a-half-point dog. Over and under is at 61-and-a-half. Skip, what's your uh, thoughts on this one? Uh, interesting if you saw the line movement last week uh, before we move on to this game. Um, oh, sure. Against Iowa, how many? Though those points dropped significantly Saturday morning. Um, I believe Iowa's a 14, 14-and-a-half 14 point favorite in most points, but by kickoff it was 10-and-a-half. And I think a lot of that had to do with Adrian Martinez kind of being confirmed, looking like the starter in that game. What did you guys think of that? Um, because this line opened at one and a half Purdue and has moved up to two and a half, so it's going the other way. Uh, Sixty-one and a half. I, I, my gut tells me I like the over. I think Nebraska's figured out how to move the ball with Adrian Martinez and putting a little bit of Luke in there. If they can just minimize some of the mistakes. Once again, uh, Nebraska has played pretty much all the good defenses in the conference. If you're looking at uh, uh, Ohio State, Northwestern, Penn State, Iowa, those are four of their five games they played. You know, you got to think they could hopefully get some points in Purdue. Doesn't matter which of their two quarterbacks they got back there; they both look very um, good and functional. Um, I do kind of like that uh, over under, but that kind of puts the team totals what the team totals are: twenty nine and a half for Nebraska and thirty one and a half for Purdue. It's still hard for me to figure where Nebraska is going to get 30 points right now because uh, they've only done it in one game and they were uh, heavily benefited with turnovers in that game. It still would make yeah. me nervous to bet that over, although that was my kind of first gut feeling. No, that makes a lot of sense, Skip. You know, I mean, it's good to see Nebraska cover that spread against Iowa last week, but um, and they covered the team total, I believe, too, right? It was 19 and a half against Iowa and we yes. got 20. Yes. Um, but, you know, I was watching that game, and I, at the beginning of the second half, uh, I I saw that, you know, 13-13, and I'm like, I think if we just we just get to 27, we'll win that game. And sure enough, that would have done it, right? We just couldn't get there. So to your point, I don't know if I trust this team to get much more than 30 points. We only have done it once, and so um, to see an over um, at 61.5, that's tough. I, I just don't. I just don't know if they're going to get there. Boomer? Yeah, I was kind of with you guys on that. That that over-under is just, I, I don't trust it either way. Uh, you know, Purdue has put up 30-some points in, quite a, in you know, multiple of their games, uh, so they're capable of turning that out. I don't know what Nebraska can do. Purdue is also capable of only turning out 20 points in a few of their, you know, tighter games. So I, I don't want to mess with that one too much. And, again, you don't know where these teams are at. You know, this is the third loss in a row for Purdue. All close. They could have won every one of them. You know, so there might be some disappointment creeping in with the season that kind of started promising for him. So you're not entirely sure where they're going to be at mentally. And it's Nebraska, so I don't bet them anyway regardless. But uh, if you feel like it, go right ahead, folks. Enjoy yourselves. Well, Rob, uh, you've you put some money on the Huskers before. What are you thinking? 
Well, I mean, really, right now, this game's just basically a pick em. And it, it, I mean, at minus two, if you're going to take the mon money line, you might as well just take, uh, for Nebraska, you might as well just take them on the points as well. Um, I, I'm with you, Dave. I really don't know where they're going to come up with enough points. I mean, yeah, they, they've, I mean, other than the 30 points, and most that they've scored is, is 23, and that was against Illinois. And I just, I don't see. I don't know what, how Nebraska could be this far into the season and not have their offense figured out because, like you said, when they scored 30 points, they had some defensive points scored there. So um, their offense isn't isn't going to be scoring them um, that many points. I, the points here, I would take the under. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think, Skip, I think your point about Purdue's defense being um, – maybe more vulnerable than the other teams. Yeah, they're giving up yeah, 28 and a half points a game so far yeah. in the season. Yeah. So that 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 would be your opportunity, but that that's a, that's a tough one. Um and that team total for Nebraska is also awfully high, right? You know, even in a loss, you're going to drop 30 points. Right. We're a team that squanders opportunities a lot recently, <laughs> yeah. so I I don't you know, I've got to see them capitalize a few times before. I'll be ecstatic if we score thirty. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I, I hope people don't like take this as that like I'm that down on Nebraska. Obviously, I'm rooting for them to win. I just, um, you know, I'm also a you know my my old high school track coach used to tell me don't tell me what you're gonna do, show me what you can do, and um, that's pretty much how I'm feeling about Nebraska right now. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Rob. I mean, they gotta gotta manifest. Um, all the progress into wins, and maybe it starts this week. I mean, that's what what we're hoping for. Um, but uh, from a gambling proposition, that's a it's not necessarily a best bet. So uh, let's talk about some of the Big Ten betting lines. The Big Ten week ahead. Ohio State opening a twenty-four point favorite at Michigan State over under at fifty-nine and a half. Dave is Ryan Day. He's still gonna be out. Um, it's true. And do you still trust them to steamroll Michigan State and Tucker? Yeah, I'd like to know if there's any other players, you know, who in Ohio State may may or may, may not be available. But I, I feel like Ohio State's definitely going to be out there to prove that um, even at six and zero that they're going to be worthy of playoff contention. Um, so I, I could see Ohio State easily covering this, um, but that, again, it's a risky bet because you don't have the head coach on the sideline. You don't know where Ohio State is with a COVID perspective. You just know they think they're going to be healthy enough to play, so it's, it's a tough one. Right, and you're referring to the pause and activities they had to do. Right, I mean, they didn't play last week, and um, and so they've got a lot of time to to sit on this, and they obviously want to play very much this week because if they don't, they uh, would not get to uh, six six games, which they need to do to, to play in the Big Ten title game. So this is and an, generally uh, what the the playoff committee has said: you can't enter also a playoff if you haven't won a conference championship. Is no, this, no, is this true. No, okay. no, no criteria whatsoever on that. Um, because you never seen, get, you know, or if you haven't SEC played in your com in if you haven't played in your conference championship game. No, no, no Alabama's done that. 
Because they really want those two SEC well, teams. It seems they're all loosey goosey and ready to take Ohio State. So that's a good that's a good sign into what you're saying there, Dave. Because Ohio State is whether or not they're going to play in the Big Ten championship if they meet that criteria, they could still get selected into the playoffs. And on that note, if they're going to be two games shorter than everybody else, they got to run up the score against every Big Ten game they do end up playing just to prove their worth. Uh, to be selected at 6-0. and Correct. So it should make you feel more confident uh, betting them on the spread here. Yeah, I don't think if they're going to... Yeah. Take their foot off the gas, no. Exactly. You read my mind, Skip. That's exactly what yeah. I was going to say. Yep. Boomer, Rob, thoughts on that? Well, I do like the uh, over on Ohio State, and at, at this point I'm also probably would take the points on this as well. Um, Michigan State, I mean, yeah, they're they're playing... Uh, for Tucker, but um, Ohio State, like you said, they're they're going to come out. They're going to have a chip on their shoulder, um, you know. Especially after um, you know that Northwestern game, where you know, yeah, they did come out with the victory, but um, you know, their quarterback kind of looked a little bit suspect in that game, almost like he got too comfortable. Rocky Lombardi. Yeah, so um, you know, I will go ahead and take Ohio State with the points and the over on this. Yeah, Boomer, uh, you know, I mean, Michigan State had their win of the year, right? They beat Northwestern last week. I mean, do you think they could repeat a performance like that? Uh, I kind of doubt it. I mean, they were helped a lot in that game with, uh, you know, I think Northwestern turned the ball over, I think, four times, if I remember right. I, I don't see Ohio State doing that, you know, to, to Michigan State. Um Northwestern's defense just seemed kind of out of sort once they got behind a little bit. Um, I don't think, again... Because once, you know, when you're Hydrox, you're down 17 points, it's hard to overcome that because that's about what you like to score a game. So that's a <laughs> lot tougher road for them to hold than if you're up, you know, 10 points or 17 points early on Ohio State who can score and, you know, drops of hats. So that wouldn't be nearly as big of a deal for them. So I'd be hard-pressed to see Sparty repeating this. Uh, again, Tucker does have them playing well considering, you know, a lady got there and what he had to work with. So I do give him credit for that. And... But I think for all the reasons you said, Ohio State needs to go out and try to make a statement on this, and they're going to have to try. So, yeah, I, I think the over would be a wiser choice on this, and you might even take, you know, Ohio State with the points too. Right. If Texas A&M, who's number five right behind them in the CFP polls, um, you know, I think they're, those two are just going to have to keep going neck and neck, uh, blowing out opponents as much as they can to um, try to secure that fourth spot. Yeah, style points, you know, I think Cincinnati's in that same boat. They think they should get a crack at that. So, um, yeah, look look for those type of schools to run run the numbers up. Skip, uh, next game on the schedule, what do we got? We got Penn State traveling to Rutgers, and they are an 11.5-point favorite, a 54.5-point over-under. All right, well, I think this is our uh, don't-touch-it-with-a-big-10-foot <laughs> pole game of the week right here, Skip. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, I, I guess, uh, you know, Penn State, 11.5 point favorites after getting their first victory of the, of the year. Uh, Rutgers, uh, off a of victory over Purdue, um, not getting any respect. Um, I don't know. I have no idea what to think about this one. Boomer? Yeah, this is one I think a lot of people are just kind of relying on, on names and tradition. I think Rutgers has beaten Penn State twice in their 
grand glorious history and i think the last time i don't even know when the last time was probably the 80s or something so i think a lot of that is just kind of the name and respect thing again yeah rutgers has shown a lot of fight this year even in some of the games they've lost they've you know been fighting to the end on it and this might be the year if you're gonna jump up and hit penn state it might be the time to do it uh, you know talent wise again the the nittany lions should be a far more talented team than rutgers is but yeah, nobody's playing for anything at this point if you're Penn State. You got your wins, so you can at least say you're not going to go winless. And Yeah, I, I wouldn't have anything to do with this game, I, either one of those, you know, over-under or the or the spread on it. So Yeah, I mean, we used the same logic when Penn State played Indiana that, you know, Indiana hadn't hadn't beat Penn State since 87 and, and all those type of things. And this year, Indiana beats Penn State. Um, so I, yeah, saying that Rutgers has only beaten Penn state, you know, twice and whatever doesn't really make a difference right now. Rob, uh, I'm going to agree with you on that Dave, as far as the not touching it with the big 10 foot pole. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird too, because Penn state's traditionally every year has been, you know, one of the top 25 teams in the country. And so just watching Penn state play this year is a really good reminder of how just awkward this entire year of football has been. But I also think that at the end of the day, when this one's said and done, uh, both these teams are going to come out with a 2-5 and five record. Uh, before we move on, um, yeah, Greg Schiano, Conference Coach of the Year, yes? Oh, absolutely. Love the guy. Love what he's doing. I don't know. Let me read you their conference scores from last year. Rutgers. They lost 30 nothing, 52 nothing, 48-7, 35-nothing, 42-7. 38-10, The fact that they are winning some of these games this year and taking it down to the wire, like you said, Boomer, and they're only 11.5-point dogs to Penn State is pretty shocking that we're, like, actually having to talk out the Rutgers games this year. It's <laughs> <against> the spread. <laughs> they were like Arkansas last year. Yeah, Skip. exactly. I'm starting to think that maybe Scott uh, anyway. Frost needs to move away from recruiting at Florida and start recruiting out of like the tri-state area. Ramir oh, Johnson's he, he, from New Jersey. We have, we got a Jersey boy. Absolutely. What, what Shiano did was go with the transfer pool. Oh yeah, of course. Like and a lot of Hot junior college guys too, and and they're all out yeah. of that New Jersey uh, area and. Yeah, that's uh, actually a game where uh, Nebraska was supposed to play Rutgers uh, at Rutgers this year on the original schedule, and uh, my sister lives out there in New Jersey, and I was going to go to that game, and I'm starting to think to myself, God, that would have been like my third loss in a row, I think, if I had gone to that game, so I'm glad that game got canceled. <laughs> Rob the cynic, get out of here. Vedral. Yeah. Vedral's revenge game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. 450 yards throwing or something. Yeah, so. All right, next up on the docket, we got Wisconsin home to Indiana, a 14-and-a-half-point favorite over under the lowest of the week at 45-and-a-half. I, uh, I think a couple of you uh, Redcasters have some strong opinions uh, I think uh, this, on this one. Yeah, Skip, I think this line kind of stinks. You know, I, I get... The fact that Indiana has lost their starting quarterback, Michael Penix Jr., very good quarterback, um, has done a lot of great things for them there. Out with an ACL injury. Very odd injury. I don't know if anybody saw that uh, live or highlight. It didn't really look like anything happened. And then, sure enough, it was ACL pop. So it, it's too bad. But Indiana's a capable backup in Jack Tuttle, um, who's been there for a couple of years, knows the offense. Um, I think he was originally um, quarterback 
went to Utah, so and transferred in. Um, yeah, he was a he was a four star quarterback that had offers from USC and all those big schools and the like. Yeah, so I, I think this is an overreaction. The line before the Penix injury was confirmed was nine and a half, ten, ten and a half, something like that. And so four or five points swung when Penix uh, ACL injury was announced. And I just don't. I, I mean, Wisconsin hasn't shown anything since that Illinois game to prove to me that they're. I mean, yeah, they beat Michigan, but everybody's been beating Michigan, right? Um, they. Well, I. I mean, I think it's fair that the line moves five points based on the Penix being out. You know, you're still throwing a quarterback out there who has 16 total attempts in college. Sure, sure. Um, but it probably shouldn't have been nine and a half to begin with. That's my point, Skip. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I, I think you've got some value here at 14 and a half uh, with the Hoosiers. Boomer? Yeah, I'm with you on that, Dave. I was surprised the line was that much. Uh, again, that was, I think it is kind of an overreaction to it. Indiana's been great against the spread this year. I think they're 6-0 and against the spread. Granted, that was, you know, with Penix in there. But, uh, you know, Tom Allen's shown he's does a good job of coaching that team, getting them ready regardless of who they play and when. He's kind of built them up. And yeah, Wisconsin is Wisconsin, sure. But like you said, what do we know about them, really? They've played, you know, one or two one really great game and had a lot of weeks off and you don't really know what you're getting with them yet. They're, they played three yeah. games. Yeah, they're, they played three games so far this year. And, and, this, and, yeah. and two of them were Michigan and Illinois. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and then they got handled by and Northwestern. And then they, yeah. they got handled very well by Northwestern. Mertz threw three picks in that game. Yeah, so he's vulnerable it, too. And, I, you know, I don't know if Indiana's going to win this, you know? but Indiana's got something to play for because there's still a chance they can win the their division with the uh, – you know, a little assistance from Michigan throwing in the towel or something like that, and they can, uh, yeah, they they're still playing for a lot. This is one of Indiana's greatest seasons they've probably ever had, and so they're not going to give up just because Penix is out. And I think they can at least keep it close, if not even win it. So, but I would definitely, you know, I'm putting Indiana down if you can get it at 14 and a half, which I've seen in a few sites, absolutely. So. Yeah, Dave, to your point, I, you know, when you're talking about Tuttle going in there. Um, and being a serviceable, hopefully backup, you know, a highly recruited kid. Um, you know, Mertz is still a freshman. I think that's the other side of this coin. Just three games in, why would he be getting 14 and a half on a good team like Indiana? It yeah. seems way too large. Yeah, and I think people forget that Tom Allen is a defensive-minded coach. He was a D coordinator there before he became the head coach. And so, um, you know, the talk has been about Penix and um, – uh, Scott, the running back, and the shootout versus Ohio State. Yeah, and all right? those, yeah, yeah all those uh, receiving threats they have there with Watt Fillier and and Ty Fogel and and etc. And and bottom line is, I mean, I I, I think they're going to go toe to toe defensively versus Wisconsin. I think they can definitely keep it within two touchdowns, if not, really make a run and win the game. So we'll see. Yeah, I I, I was curious what the over under was going to be because I was thinking this could be a very good game to bet the under. But man, forty five that that is low. That is really football. low. <laughs> really low. I I can't pull the trigger on that. But all signs were pointing to the under, like you said, Dave. I mean, defensive minded coaches, a new quarterback going for Indiana, where you can see both coaches trying to be a little conservative on offense, not to be the team to make mistakes, right? Not right. to get Mertz, Mertz into a three-interception game like they did against Northwestern. But, man, 45 is too low. Not going to touch the over-under, but 
I'll definitely put it a little bit down on 14 and a half, which it is currently on most major sites. Yeah, yeah I'm going to... Rob, you jump in I on am. this? I am. So I'm actually going to take a different approach to this. I, I actually see this as a game. I I don't like the point spread. I don't like the over or under like you guys. But I also see this as a game as that Wisconsin's going to be able to come out and I feel like they're just going to have uh, do the old ball control, run the ball a lot, control the clock, move the ball downfield. Um, Mertz is a is a good uh, serviceable quarterback for them right now. Um, I feel like you know when it comes to those third and short situations, he's going to be able to convert those. Um, they're converting at like forty four percent or something like that on third down. So um, I just see them coming out. I see them. Um, you know they haven't played for a while. Last time that I said this, they came out. They were hungry, um, and I just see them. You know taking it to Indiana and and basically, you know taking this game so you're taking wisconsin, i am i'm taking uh, i'm taking wisconsin cover. uh i'm gonna take wisconsin actually on the money line i would say well if i was gonna take him i'd take him on the money line i don't like i said i don't like the points and i don't like the over under because both of those are just i mean if you're gonna ha- how can you have a 14 point spread in a 44 and a half under or a 45 point over under um that doesn't make any sense to me when i'm trying to figure it out in my head especially because indiana has had a pretty decent offense but even if they put up 21 um you know i still see with uh wisconsin went in this like 28 21 something along those lines for those listening at home uh the wisconsin money line is minus 715 meaning if you bet wisconsin ten dollars would win you one dollar and 40 cents yeah i'm not betting this game but i also think that wisconsin's <laughs> gonna win yeah right there, there's not a lot of, of money no to there be is not if i was giving rob with advice what risking, here if I was giving Rob advice here, I'd be like, well, go ahead and use DraftKings uh, and go ahead and buy that line down to something. If you think think Wisconsin's going to win, buy it down to something that you think they're going to win by and improve that, that money line number. Yeah, I would, I, would probably buy it, I would probably buy it down to, like, maybe, like, if you could, maybe 10 at the, at the you know. Yeah. Yeah, you should be able to. It yeah, just no. cuts into your profits yeah. is all. Yep. You could take it down to seven if you wanted to. You're just not going to make as much, but it's better than a money line bet. Yeah, so. and, and and maybe I'm just doing too much in my head with tradition of the game, etc. But I also I I just I don't know. I I like Wisconsin being able just to control this game, and and I see them doing that. All right, all right. Well, Skip, what else we got? Yeah, final Big Ten game of the week. Iowa is getting two touchdowns, 14 points at Illinois, over under at 51. I don't care. <laughs> my initial reaction on this so, one. So uninterested in that. My initial reaction on this one, Skip, was uh, looking at the under, right? I mean, Iowa just isn't going to score much more than, I don't know, 27 points or so, kind of like against us. And Illinois, sure, they scored a lot against us, but no, against no one else. Um, I just I see this as an under. If I was betting on this game, I'd take the under. Yeah, this is a weird one again. Iowa has just, they, we held their offense down and, you know, they couldn't really convert their red zone appearances into touchdowns. But if you look at a lot of the rest of their games in the Big Ten, they, you know, they put up 49 against Sparty, 35 against Minnesota, 41 against Penn State. I mean, they are capable of scoring when they're able to get a good running game established. So I think that's what this game comes down to is, is Illinois going to be able to, keep uh iowa's run game down a bit you know force them to pass their receivers are dropping a lot of balls uh you know against us their quarterback isn't outstanding you know for for 
a con, you know, full game passing. And then they would probably choose to settle for field goals again. They might keep scoring down. But uh, that's the key to this game is if you think Illinois can, can hold Iowa's running game down. And can they? I have no idea. I, yeah, I, another game I don't really have anything too exciting about and wouldn't really want to get involved in. <laughs> yeah, the Big Ten slate just isn't doesn't have a lot of pop this week. Rob, uh, how about uh, how about this one? Um, I wouldn't. I would take uh, Illinois to cover um, Iowa on the road against the spread this year. They're two and one. Um, you know, and I. It's no, bad. it's it's it's. Yeah, that's not working. It's in your it's, favor it's not there, it's Rob. not working. I'm saying, but. It's not it's not working in my favor. You're right, but I also um, you know I wouldn't be surprised to see Iowa punting from their opponents 25 either. So um, you know they they're just one of those teams that comes out and it's almost like they don't care about scoring too many points. They just want to win games when they can and and uh, you know I don't know I maybe it's just my deep rooted hate for Iowa at this point. Um, Rob, yeah. a little known, little known fact that Kirk Ferentz has been betting the under on his own team for the last twenty years. Yeah, and and I would believe that that's the case. So, you know, him and Gary, he's been splitting the uh, the proceeds with Gary Barda. That's why he always gets pay raises, right, Boomer? Well, that makes sense. Yeah, every under is another three month contract extension. So I got it. Well, that ain't... I, I think we figured it yeah. out. All right, guys. Well, I think let's call that a uh, a Big Ten slate and. Uh, Let's move on to our best bets. Betcast, best bets. All right, guys, let's uh, lay out our best bets of the week, and I'll start with producer Skip. All right, I'm going San Diego State. Uh, they are seven and a half point favorite over CSU, but I'm buying them down to six and a half, which you can do on sites like BetMGM and DraftKings. Look, CSU has not played, will not have played a game in 22 days. Um, and they've missed practices too during that. Meanwhile, SDSU's been playing, and they have the best total defense in the Mountain West Conference. Put that total defense up against a rusty CSU offense, which I imagine to be, I believe, San Diego State will win by a touchdown or more, uh, given how many more um, quarters they've played this year. Uh, same with Nevada. Seven, uh, seven and a half point favorite over Fresno State. I'm going to buy that down to six and a half as well. Kind of same thing. Fresno State's played two less games, and their teams that they've played this year and beat are much worse than Nevada. Nevada's got the best passing offense in the Mountain West Conference, and they have had bigger win victory margins versus common opponents versus Fresno State as well. And finally, I'm going to ride the Kansas bandwagon, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. They are 0-8 against the spread this year. I'm going to say they go 0-9. Ride them till you die. Texas Tech minus 27. Absolutely. All right. Good stuff there, Skip. Good stuff. And, yeah, I, I could see San Diego State has a good rushing attack there. So I could see where CSU, a little rusty. San Diego State just kind of wears them down and, and takes them. Uh, Rob, uh, why don't we go to you next? Oh, San we... Diego State. Uh, also, Dave, a little Nebraska connection, as you guys know. The second leading rusher in the Mountain West Conference is? Greg Bell. He's got uh, six, 600 plus, around 600 yards in five games and six touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, I don't, don't can't explain that one, Skip. Don't want to explain that one. For those who don't know, a Nebraska transfer. Yes, he uh, came in as a number one Juco running back, 
here for four games and and left and did not look good while he was here we still don't understand what happened there um all right well let's go to uh redcast rob i got a feeling he's got a uh, bet that's gonna align with skip hey, skip you and, that you and i are in our lock unity here um between uh you know kansas going zero and eight um against the spread this year I'm going to just go ahead and continue to ride that wave like the California kid I am. Jump on my surfboard and yeehaw, hang a little 10 there, shall I say, because I'll probably put 10 bucks on Kansas to get beat by more than 27 points. Um, I'm also going uh, looking at the Oklahoma State and TCU game. I'm looking at that as a, uh, one of those big 12 shootout games. I'm going to take the over 51 on that one. Um, I know Oklahoma State is favored by two and a half on that, but um, I really think that between these two teams, you're probably going to end up more with a uh, final of like 38-35, something around that. So the over is probably a really good bet. And, uh, you know, like I uh, will do at times, I'm actually going to go ahead and take Nebraska and the points on this one. Um, I think they're going to beat Purdue this weekend. Um, you know, don't touch the over-under at 61 and a half because Nebraska can't score points, but I am going to go ahead and take Nebraska to win this game outright. All right. I like it, Rob. I like it. All right. Boomer. Okay. Well, first off, uh, you know, we liked Indiana at plus 14 and a half. Uh, we think they can, uh, keep that game close with Wisconsin, if not even win it outright. Uh, next game, I'm looking at, uh, some action, uh, with some Nebraska connections. You've got Buffalo and Ohio. you got Lance Leipold, who'd, uh, spend a little time as, on the staff here at Nebraska and at Omaha against the Fighting Frankies of the Ohio Bobcats. Uh, the over-under is only 58 and a half on that. I was kind of surprised that was that low. I think Buffalo might, you know, possibly break that on their own. They're, that Jarrett Patterson running back might break that on their own. They put up, you know, 40-some points in about every game they've played, and Ohio's capable of putting up points, too. So I like the over on that. And just for the heck of it, uh, i got a nephew that goes there. Uh, Iowa State, minus 6.5 with West Virginia. This game is, you know, Iowa State's chance to get themselves into the Big 12 title game and possibly win a conference title, you know, for the first time this side of the Treaty of Versailles. So why the heck not? Go Cyclones, go Matt Campbell. They can win that by a touchdown. Let's do it. Uh, Yeah. Let's do it. I'm going to be with you on that, Boomer. (laughs) So I think they have not won a conference championship since 1912. Is that right, Boomer? Yep, if I have my recollection. Yeah, it's been a little while, so not many of our listeners probably recall that last yeah. championship. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Archduke Franz Ferdinand was still alive the last time they won a conference title. Yeah, so. they weren't just a band back then. <laughs> it was a real In case person. anyone's keeping track here, too, that is before the uh, Spanish flu outbreak, which would have been our last pandemic, so... The last time they won a conference right. championship was before the last pandemic. Uh, all right. Well, we'll be rooting for the Cyclones. That's a good one, Boomer. Uh, you guys are taking all my picks again, man. How am I supposed to come up with anything original? Hey, yes. man, let's win together. All right. We're going to win together then. I'm going to go with Boomer with the uh, the Indiana at 14 and a half. Also going to go with the Buffalo, Ohio over. I saw that number and thought that was ridiculous uh both those teams can score points um and better Where's defense that game being played should i check the weather while you guys continue yeah please do so skip 58 and a half um yeah I and just... then I'll, I'll, the, the one i do have that's um not been mentioned yet is baylor versus oklahoma the over on that is 62 and a half and oklahoma is very good at getting the over at home 
Um, and so I think I think that's going to hit at 62.5. So the over with Baylor and OU. Skip, what's the weather like in uh, Athens, Athens Ohio? Ohio? We got a high of 39, 20% chance of precipitation. So, Well, if there's anything people from Buffalo can't handle, it's cold weather. So, yeah. <laughs> that's right. It should be a normal, uh, a little colder than normal, but a decent Ohio day. So, We shall see. Yeah, it just seems like that's a low number. I was looking at that Oklahoma State 2.5. But just that 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 stinks to the point where I just don't quite understand why they're only up, uh, only favored by uh, less than a field goal versus a pretty pedestrian TCU team. So I know Oklahoma State's defense is struggling, but that's another one that I'll look at. But it's tough to pull. Anybody have any thoughts on the Alabama LSU game? Isn't that the premier matchup of the? Oh wait a second, the Tigers <laughs> suck this year. Hey, well, I, a fun fact about that game: this is the highest spread in the FBS era, for a reigning national champion to be the underdog. It's 29, 29 and a half? Yes. Right, the previous was uh, when Auburn won in 2010. Right. Uh, the following year, there were underdogs twice by 21 points, and that was to Alabama and LSU. That is ex- so an this, extraordinary This kind of smashes the, uh, that record. Yeah, and you know the over under on that is sixty seven and a half, and I'm almost tempted to go in the over because I mean, you looked at last year's game; they had eighty some points combined. But uh, I just well, they don't also trust had LSU. Joe Burrow there. Yeah, yeah, is LSU going to score any points in this? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, Skip, uh, one bet I might consider there is if I see the team total with Alabama and it's anything below fifty, I might put put something on that. Right? I mean, that's getting pretty high, but that's probably where it's probably at almost, considering the over under and the spread. But maybe if it's at, you know, 47 or something, I would jump on the team total for Alabama. I'm going to guess it's going to be about 51. Yeah. They're maybe giving LSU 17 of those 68.5 total points. How far can they fall? Thanks, Bo. (laughs) All right, Skip, let's uh, hear about Vegas Jair's picks. Uh, He's got Arizona State minus 3.5 versus UCLA. He is also with you guys and pretty much... Most of this podcast with Indiana at getting 14 and a half against Wisconsin. And like Rob, he's taking Nebraska on the money line over Purdue. All right. Vegas Jerry needs a few W's. We'll see what happens. Don't we all? Don't we all? Absolutely. All right, guys. uh, Good show. Let's uh, win some bets this week. And for now, let's call that a Go Big Betcast.